faith-filled living. I would have loved to have read you the story, but the Lord has taken the service in such a, an interesting direction. But if you want to go and read it, it's the story of the man Stephen in the book of Acts, and it is chapter 6 and chapter 7. And it's a, a remarkable story, and I'll touch on it in these few minutes that remain. And I believe that the Holy Spirit plays a vital role in our lives. And if we will give him right of way, anything can happen. And that's why I want to look at the life of Stephen. Now, Stephen was the first martyr. And the, the, the thing that makes him stand out is that the Bible says that he was full of the Holy Spirit. Even the people around him recognized that he was a man of faith and wisdom, but a man full of the Holy Spirit. And that's what I wanted to focus on today, that aspect of Stephen, the apostle Stephen. And he was a man whose life was transformed by the Spirit of God. There are many similarities between his death and the death of Jesus Christ. And although we don't know much about him, I believe his life leaves a legacy and an example for us to follow. So if you've got the opportunity during the week to go and read Acts chapter 6 and uh, chapter 7, but part of chapter 7 is a dialogue that he gives, and, and the story really continues towards the end of the chapter. But my first point is that the Holy Spirit wants to transform us. The Holy Spirit wants to transform us. And the influence of the Holy Spirit in our lives leads to transformation. And we are meant to go from one degree of glory to another. And change and growth is part of our Christian walk. There should be change and growth. It's an indication that the Holy Spirit is being allowed to work within us. You see, when you stop being transformed... There's a possibility that you have stopped allowing the Holy Spirit to influence you. Because there should be this growth. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18, you don't have to turn there, I'll just read it. And it says, And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So there's this dynamic transformation that's an ongoing part of our Christian lives. And the transformation is to become more and more like Jesus. That's the transformation. Now, this transformation shouldn't be a two-step forward, one-step back. It shouldn't be like that. When my mother was ill last year, she seemed to be like that. She would take two steps forward and then one step back. She was battling in her health. And sometimes we like that. We, we take two steps forward in the things of God, and then something happens, and we seem to take a step back. And I want to encourage you this year. The Bible says it's ever-increasing glory, and that as you step forward, trust God to be able to help you hold that ground and to make even more progress. The second thing I, I believe is we should desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit, it says in Acts chapter 6, now speaking about the story of Stephen, it says there in verse 3, it says, Therefore, brethren, pick out from among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. 
And so here they make this choice, and they chose, in verse 5 it says, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and full of the Holy Spirit. And I I just wonder, you know, it's an awesome thing if people could say that about me. I, I wonder, can they say that about you? Can they say that, no, you are full of the Holy Spirit? Is that the way they would describe you? Or would they say, no, he's a contrary person? What, what would they say? Well, they said if Stephen, he was full of the Holy Spirit, I, I trust that people would say that more about us. That people would say that more about me. And to me, that's a wonderful compliment if people can say that. And I believe it doesn't happen by accident. It happens by quality decision and choice as we pursue the Spirit of God in our day-to-day lives. And I believe we can do that just as Stephen did. The third thing I see is that the Holy Spirit takes us from ordinary to extraordinary. He makes that kind of difference in our lives. I, I remember... As I was growing up, and please, I'm not, there's no aspect of arrogance, but I grew up in an environment that was extraordinary. And my father had come into the ministry and for about eight years had seen no fruit. And then he opened himself up to the Holy Spirit, and everything began to change. And by the time he was opening himself up to the Holy Spirit and things were changing, I was already seven years old. And so I can remember the dynamic. I can recall this change from ordinary to, quite frankly, extraordinary. And again, I'm just sharing my life. I'm not, I'm not being proud or anything. But it, it, was, it, it, was, it was a phenomenal thing. And I, as a little boy, sat on the edge of this watching as the church began to grow. And the next thing, the little building couldn't see, seat us anymore. And my father managed to find the local cinema. Now, that was a huge thing because in our family, the cinema was considered the devil's house. Um, but I know none of you have been there. <laughs> but it was a serious development. And my father had found the local cinema, and it was available because they didn't show movies in the devil's house on God's day, which was Sunday. And uh, so fortunately, we could use it. And, and so we went there, and the church began to continue to expand, and the next thing, there were two services, and, 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 and the next thing, we were building this church in Brooklyn, and we were doing things we'd never done before, that we'd never seen before, and and that church, we were there, we moved into that church, it could seat about at the max 1,200, and six years later, we had outgrown that. You know, six years is not a long time. And then we were in a tent, and from the tent, we were building the, the next phase, and it was quite an extraordinary thing. And as I look back on it, I, I feel so privileged. But I wonder sometimes if my dad hadn't opened up to the Holy Spirit, 
I don't know. I'm so thankful he did. And I want your kids to look back on your life and be thankful that you opened up to the Holy Spirit. Because it led to extraordinary things. And that's what happened in the life of of Stephen. It just led to extraordinary things. It says in verse eight, it says, now Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed great wonders and signs among the people. Now remember, Stephen was appointed as an administrative man. I would have thought that perhaps he would have been busy doing wonderful things with administration. But the Bible says he was doing miracles. And in the midst of all that, it's like God took his natural gifting, which was administration, and just took him to another level because he was full of the Holy Spirit. Just took him to another level. And of course, opposition arose. If you go and read in verse nine and 10, opposition came and uh, they came up against Stephen. But the Bible says that they could not stand against the wisdom the Spirit gave him to speak. They couldn't stand against him. And so I see in the life of Stephen this this movement from the ordinary to the extraordinary. Maybe it's from the natural to the supernatural. And, And it encourages me. The next thing I see that when we live a life full of the Spirit, it opens doors for us. We see here, Stephen is a man obviously gifted in administration, and it opens doors for him. And so he's appointed to oversee the early church's practical matters, in particular the feeding of the widows. And so they chose him because he was full of faith and full of the Holy Spirit. And I want to tell you, if you are operating under the power of the Holy Spirit in your job, you will become a person of value. Perhaps God will give you creative ideas that no one else has. If we will just allow his Holy Spirit to do that. And I believe it will open doors for us. And that's what happened in the book of Acts. The door opened for Stephen. Why? Because he was full of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't say because he had a degree in business administration. It says because he was full of the Holy Spirit. And it opens doors. And I just believe that, that there's... There is something about the practical things of life because here he was brought in to administer these practical details. And there's something sanctified and holy about the practical issues of life. The job you do, the the parental role you play, the role you play as a grandparent, the fact that you're providing or being a provider, the example that you set, there's something holy about that. And ever so much more, if through the Holy Spirit you can be empowered. And so here, Stephen, the the door is opened for him. And I believe when we operate under the influence of the Holy Spirit and we are faithful with our everyday responsibilities, doors will open for us. It says in Matthew 25, verse 21, you have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many The next thing I see is that there's a bit of a reprimand. In the second chapter, you'll see how 
They begin to bring false accusations against Stephen and they, they begin to lie about him and they begin to tell stories and he's brought before the Sanhedrin and all this begins to take place. And then there's a long dialogue where he basically recounts the history of the nation of Israel to these leaders that know it. And he shows them how they always turned away from God. And then he said to them, now you're doing it again. And you can read it in Acts 7, verse 51. This is Stephen speaking, speaking to the religious leaders. He says, you stiff-necked people. That's not a compliment. (laughs) Your hearts and ears are still uncircumcised. You are just like your ancestors. You always resist the Holy Spirit. And I thought to myself, I don't want that spoken over my life. I want people to say, no, he never resisted the Holy Spirit. And when we get stiff-necked, and maybe the Holy Spirit moves in a way that perhaps is a bit strange to us, or perhaps we're not totally comfortable with it, we we mustn't allow it to upset us. Because I believe the Holy Spirit will work in any way he chooses, and he will use any way to touch people's hearts. Let us not be stiff-necked. Let us be determined we will not resist the Holy Spirit. Because you see, the Holy Spirit makes all the difference. Carrying on in that story of Stephen in chapter 6 and verse 15, it says, all who were sitting in the Sanhedrin looked intently at Stephen, and they saw his face was shining like the face of an angel. Isn't that beautiful? Imagine you sitting in your boardroom, and everybody looks and they see, ah, there's something different about this man or this woman. There's something different. Here it says they stared intently and it was almost as if there was something physically different about Stephen. And what was it? Well, the only way they could explain it was that his face was like that of an angel. And the the accusers, the people who were bringing all these accusations, they couldn't take their eyes off of him. They couldn't take their eyes off of him. And it reminds me a bit of when Moses came down from the mountain. In Exodus 34 and verse 29, it says, when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the testimony in his hand, he did not know that the skin of his face was shining with a unique radiance because he had been speaking with God. Stephen had been full of the Holy Spirit, and he was glowing. It was showing. And I want to tell you, people will be able to see the difference. And I believe I'm looking forward to seeing more of testimonies of this kind of thing. The last thing I see is right towards the end of chapter 7. And now it comes to the point where they're getting ready to stone Stephen. And he's about to become the first martyr. Acts 7, verse 55 and verse 56, and it says, but Stephen, and again it brings this in, full of the Holy Spirit. Now imagine you've been through this whole trial, this false accusation, you've been through all of this, and they're still saying the same thing, full of the Holy Spirit. And then it says, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open." And the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. 
And so Stephen has this moment when the heavens are opened. There's an open heaven. It's a very unusual phenomenon. We don't see it often, but there are times when there's this open heaven. Jacob had it when he slept and he saw a ladder going up to heaven and coming down. And so it's a strange thing, but in, the, in, the, in this moment, he can see straight into heaven, and he has this open heaven experience. Now, when my dad died, after he died at the funeral, Neville Norton advised us that he had had an open heaven vision in the funeral, in which he saw anointing oil being poured out. And it was a beautiful vision that he has carried with his whole life, and he if I go to him, he will immediately tell me about it again because it meant so much to him. And the issue is that an open heaven represents a direct connection between heaven and earth. And the bottom line is it's those moments when God becomes more real. And that's what God has for each one of us, that we would experience this open heaven. And I believe that we should pursue the Holy Spirit in our lives. One last thing is that when Stephen saw into the heavens, he saw an interesting thing. The Bible tells us that Jesus right now is seated at the right hand of the Father. It's referred to several places in Scripture. But this instance is different. Here we see that Stephen says, I see Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And I have wondered over the last week, why, why, why was he standing? I don't know. But I do know that he probably, he knew that Stephen was about to be killed and this son of his who was full of his spirit would soon be in his presence and he rose to meet him. Imagine that. What a way, what a way to go. In those moments before your life comes to an end, to be able to look up and to see the Son of Man standing, waiting to meet you. And so I wanted to encourage you that we pursue His Holy Spirit in our lives. Let us hunger and thirst for more of his Holy Spirit. Would you stand with me as I pray for you and as we trust the Lord to fill us afresh with his Spirit for this new year. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We marvel at the life of Stephen. The fact that he was filled with your Holy Spirit is for us something quite unusual. And we recognize that your Holy Spirit makes all the difference. It takes us from ordinary to extraordinary, from natural to supernatural. It brings transformation in our lives. It causes our lives to be effective. And so, Lord, we pray today at the outset of this year that right now you would come and fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit. We open up our hearts and our minds and our bodies and our spirits and we say, Come and fill us with your Holy Spirit afresh. And may we be those who are spoken of as having been full of the Holy Spirit in 2016. So we dedicate this year to you. 
We ask for your Holy Spirit to move within us. We give him right of way. And we thank you that we can look forward to those wonderful things that you want to do for each one of us. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful year. Bye-bye.